0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a great actor on stage or television? Do you wish you had an acting coach to help you get to the next level? Or maybe you just have a great idea for a movie, series, or play, but aren't quite sure where to start? Well, you are in the right place, my friend! My name is Sam Prince, and I am the director of a production company here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and have been an actor for over 30 years. I've directed and written plays and screenplays and taught many acting classes this podcast is your place to learn how to move forward with your career in acting theater film playwriting screenwriting and much more there will be inspiring conversations with special guests as well so welcome to the creativatorium podcast and action Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Creativatorium Podcast. I am your host, Sam Prince, and I am here with the famous Carl King. How are you, sir?
1: i very well. I just hit a wrong button, so I'm so sorry. I just told you I was going to do everything right and look at me. No, <laughs> you did it all right. You I'm messing up with the second half. i, yeah, I <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. And it, like I said, it was a pleasure to be here talking to you.
0: Yes, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, you know, we did our first session. and I appreciate you coming on again a second time. Um, well, let's get right to it, because uh, I really am
1: curious to hear about your other project, uh, Prince of the City. Okay, Prince of the City, um, like most writers, producers, directors, they say things that are really close to them. Mm -hmm. Prince of the City is the story of the Curry uh, boys' drug cartel. Um, The movie White Boy Rick spawned from this, uh, Matthew Mahoney, because White Boy Rick, these are the guys he informed on. And Johnny Curry was married to Mary Young's niece. And that's where the title Prince of the City comes from, because he was a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer who had ties to the city in the sense that being married to the niece, he was at inaugurations and police escorts. And he had, he was the only drug dealer in the city down at 1300 Bowlby with his feet on a desk talking to policemen when that was, that was his job. So he has a very unique wow. story. Married you Coleman know? Young. He married, he married Coleman Young's niece. His niece, wow. Yeah. You know, and and, wow. and, that, and it transformed him in a way because when he first met her, you know, he was a, you know, he was a hip dude, he had this, this I forgot was that car, it's called something like a ballad, something his car was called, but it was like only a few around, it's a custom car. He had that really long hair and he dressed like a drug dealer. And when her mother met him, Coleman's sister, she told him, no, you have to cut all that hair off. You have to get rid of that car. You can't be around us and my family looking like that. You know, you look like a drug dealer. And so yeah. he kind of act and some of the things he started doing, Gravitating towards doing more legal things, and Kemp—I mean Kathy, you know Coleman's niece—she turned him on to some people and allowed him to get some things done that he wouldn't have, norm- wouldn't have normally been in his wheelhouse. So, and there was a mm-hmm. lot. His political ties and his ties to um, the city really helped him out in every aspect. And that's the story we want to tell. We want to um, dispel all the the white lies and the whitewashing from the white boy Rick story,
0: right. Right, wow. Okay. So it's gonna be a we're
1: gonna start, start filming this spring. So we're gonna be ready for uh the fall. We're gonna be filming the frame film editing summer, so it'll be coming out in the fall. And it's gonna be a series? No, no, it's gonna be a movie. I I wrote the movie. A movie, wow, yeah, and I and I love Johnny and Leo. You know, I mean they're they're guys my age, so I'm from the same era as them, so I remember seeing them around and about town back in those days. Those were the days, the Earl Flyn's, the BKs. The, but as a matter of fact, Johnny Curry was a BK. He and his brother were, you know, in the BKs. And they went from a, a game, and their older brother, Clarence, I believe it was, he was a drug dealer, and they saw the kind of money he was making, and he turned them on to selling marijuana at first, and they got into that, but then it branched off into so much other stuff, I mean, to the point where Johnny, has, you know, had ties to, you know, um, mafia figures that he went to go visit. Johnny really, they really had a good run and they were twin brothers, Johnny and Leo Curry which made the story okay. unique in itself, you know. But okay. then, like I said, the white boy Rick infiltrated him and in the movie, his you can see his father's around him a lot. Now, his father kind of pushed him to because white boy Rick was only 14 years old. And they, the police really? were using him as an informant. I mean, pulling him out of bed in the middle of the night on school nights, having him point out people at clubs and all this kind of stuff. They really misused the situation with that young man. They even yeah. went as far to get him fake identification and everything to take him to Vegas when the, the big fight. Um, Johnny and everybody was down there for the fight. They really extorted mm-hmm. the boy, to be honest. But it was at the behest wow. of his father. I mean, his father was a guy who uh, did... Uh, Satellites and all that kind of stuff. You know, and a lot of this. And I'm going to talk too much about the movie that people don't know about White Boy Rick's side of it and White Boy Rick's family, because in the movie they, you know, painted it a little bit different in, in the White Boy Rick movie. But I guess it was his movie. But this is not a fluff piece about Johnny Curry, because like I told Johnny when we talk about this, um, there was an underbelly to this. I mean, there's that one side of the story. The cocaine trade destroyed this country in in many ways yeah you know so this is this is oh, not yeah. a piece um this is not a piece just of all the glory and like um back and forth that we've had before like i said everybody lost in this because even yeah. he i mean their run was about eight years they had a good eight-year run and a whole bunch of money but he went to prison for 15 years behind it mm. you know wow. so i mean I don't I don't want eight years of joy for 15 years of misery, personally. No, no, that's not a good bargain.
0: No. You know, so, so
1: I, when, when are you filming? Oh, we're going to start filming this spring, which so probably okay. in um in April. Okay. But you know, the okay. independent movie, only only the, the biggest part about this movie that's going to be the biggest thing for us to tackle, the fact that it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, the cars we're going to need, the clothing we're going to need. And whenever you make a period piece, you can easily make it badly. Exactly, for sure. You know, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be authentic. And the fact that I am uh, 62 years old, the same age as Johnny, I was there. So the things I can point out and say, no, we didn't do it like that. No, we didn't talk like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the lingo and everything is from my era. So that that is um, perfect as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. writer.
0: Yeah. That's amazing, man. Well, you know, don't forget the little people. You know, I mean, I'll have a small role. You know what I mean? You know,
1: <laughs> No, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a big undertaking in that sense. Everyone has always said about me when it comes to plays, I always have too many actors on the stage. And it's just that I think sometimes you need a person who just might not have a speaking role, but it's just the look that they have. Like when you're going through a club scene. Right. You know? Yeah. And we, we're going to have our second round of auditions uh probably next month. Because we got okay. we got some key people, but we need a lot more. So I will most definitely let you know when that happens. But you already have okay. the inside track, so you're good.
0: That's right. I do. I do. So for those well, first, first let me ask this question. Um, last time we talked, there were for old heart. Still needed some roles to be filled. How are we doing there? Do we still need, we still have a few out there?
1: Actually, because of your podcast and um, other entities with the uh, uh, referent putting out information, yeah. we have smaller roles that I need to be filled, but they're not to be worried about. I have all the leads. Oh, great. There's some, there's great. some smaller roles. And there are still people who I'm going to be auditioning with this week. So I think it'll be to be filled up this week but anybody who's listening because there's some sort smaller, smaller, smaller roles that aren't, haven't been filled you can send your information to oldhearttheplay at gmail.com it's it's spelled just like it sounds play at gmail.com and i'll be auditioning starting tomorrow for the rest of the week to fill in these last rows i had some good candidates but there's always somebody better i think
0: all right. All right. Old heart to play at gmail.com. All right, cool. So for Prince of the city, how are you doing that casting? Now, like I said, we had an
1: open call uh, a couple months ago and we got quite okay. a few. And as far as some of the leads, we've reached out to different people we know who are, who are known in films and things of that nature. And I reached out to some musical people that I, because I'm being a concert promoter. I know a lot of um, musical acts. And I really, I really want this to be something. I don't want it to be just your average Detroit movie. And I'm not taking anything away from the filmmakers here because a lot of good movies are coming out of Detroit right now. We yeah. thought it was going to be a lot more when the movie people came, but then they left and that, and that was that. But I, we, I right. still wanted to get a good look. I wanted, I don't want it to look like just, okay, it was a movie some guys in Detroit did. You know, we're really trying to right. pull out our stops. Our budget is really high trying to bring that down a little bit. But to make it work we are really gonna need everything. And we're gonna be doing the next auditions. Uh this uh, we just coming into March. So next month we'll have open auditions and I will give that information to you. Okay. But you can always go now. I hate if I say this wrong, I'm get in trouble. Prince of the City movie, Prince of the City I believe it is. And I'm gonna make sure I get this to you. Because how could I forget our own website? But I haven't said it in so long. But it's <laughs> Prince of the City the movie like it.com just like i'm saying okay O-heart. and i'll now now but while we're on here i'll be looking at it and getting the right so we make sure we're right okay. so yeah. that's your next question i'll be doing two things
0: all right all right well my next question which of course was in my head and now it's not
1: oh. it's okay yes i mean yeah you know,
0: I, I remember i remember with with Prince of the City. Um, you said that there's gonna be another audition in like a month or two.
1: No, next month.
0: Next month. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Just wanted to be clear from ahead there and for all the listeners. All right, great. That's great. I mean, that's that's awesome stuff, man. I mean, that's a lot of opportunities for a Detroit to be on the map, but for actors out there to get some
1: some chaps, you know, some, some real life acting. Yeah. I mean, I the like, like, one thing about Detroit that I love more than anything is there are so many talented people here, you know, and everybody who yeah. knows, knows that I on most of my plays. If it's 20 people on stage, 10 of them never acted a day in their lives. Yeah. You know, but I would see people at bus stops and, walking mcdonald's and the girl behind the counter and i would just be like um have you ever acted before okay well, take this information because uh okay and that's right it's prince of the city the movie.com all right good all right and i i put them in a play yeah right right you told me that yeah as a writer i see characters when i'm writing so I yeah. see this person, and I'll, I'll have them in my mind, but I don't know them. And I, when we do auditions, I look for them. But sometimes I see them just walking down the street, and I go, "Oh my God, that's my character right there!" And I pull up looking crazy. People, a lot of people looked at me like I was. Don't get me wrong; everybody hasn't accepted, <laughs> you know. When, right, right, right. You know, they look at me like, right. what, what, what am I doing?"
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, I just want to thank you for just the opportunities that you've provided in your career, man. I mean, it's it's amazing. And I'm really looking forward to working with you. I really am.
1: It's going to be great.
0: I am looking for two types of creative caps. I'm looking for people who want to learn how to act or want to improve their acting skills. I provide acting and audition coaching for every level. But I'm also looking for all those creative cats out there who have a play or a screenplay idea or maybe you're just stuck and need help writing your masterpiece I can help you with that too just go to that's samber.productions that's S-A-M-B-E-R dot productions and click coaching and all your options are right there and we will achieve your goals together it's never too late alright let's go Yeah, well, yeah. All right. So let's get to the game here. And this is going to be a lot of fun, especially after <laughs> what we talked about offline. um But I just asked you to pick four actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, what we're going to do is put them against each other and see who your favorite is, like right now. Okay. It'll probably change tomorrow. It'll probably, it'll probably be a whole new lesson tomorrow. But, yes. Today. Yeah. All right. So the first ones that you that we were gonna pit, like pit against each other are Tyler Perry
1: and Mike Larry. Mike Larry. Okay. And uh, Mike Larry is my <laughs> favorite actor of the two.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so I got I gotta tell the audience. Uh, Tyler Perry is not one of your favorite actors.
1: No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, when you ask the question, I just took it as eh, you know, I don't know what he, if he wants me to say, you know, screen actors or movie actors or right, Jackson, right. Yeah. Right. right now in plays. So I just put Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry is just not... And, and it's really funny. I watched one of his movies yesterday. I have to watch them because I don't really like them. But I have to watch them to see uh, what's going on. I don't either. I learned something about Tyler Perry a while back, and I said I would never besmirch a movie pizza again. Um, Kenya yeah. Barris did this uh fake reality show, the guy who did um blackish and all that. Yeah. In the reality show, he went to uh Tyler Perry to say, like, people don't believe, really like my stuff, I want to do this this way. And Tyler Perry, who I never heard curse before, I don't believe, he was like, F him. you know, I mean. I do my stuff this way. People don't like my stuff. People say my stuff is this, that, and another, but this is my audience and this is who I speak to and this is how I make my money. And I thought to myself, well, think about this. Tyler Perry does make a great living doing what he does. And why would he care what I think? Right. You know, if Tyler Perry called me today and said, Carly, you to come work on this thing. And I would be like, should I bring my own baby oil or do you all have some? <laughs>
0: exactly you know exactly yeah yeah i mean i i, I agree I, I have i have utmost respect for him he's not my thing but he's doing his thing
1: no no he's uh, i mean and then you and phenomenally doing his phenomenally. thing and when i was watching the movie i know all that was shot on his lot so medea's house and the court that's all sitting on his property. the man bought an army base man you know so wow Yes, Mike Larry was my favorite in that situation. So okay. All
0: right, cool. So the next two
1: are Ebony Tate and Lamar Martin. Now that's a hard one. I I didn't know I mentioned Lamar. I love Lamar like a brother. And he has he gave me the best acting job of anybody I've ever worked with. I did this play called There Goes the Neighborhood. And there goes the neighborhood was, I like turning things around. As a kid, I watched the Jetsons and the Flintstones, um, Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres. But the thing about those was the Jetsons was the Flintstones and the Flintstones was the Jetsons. It was just switched around. One was the prehistoric, one was the future. The Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres were the same thing. One was a poor man who had all this money and didn't know what to do or did things his way. And the other one was a rich man who had all this money and was trying to do what a poor man does, did, but didn't know how to do it. Okay. So there goes the neighborhood was, you know how the old saying back in the 60s, when blacks would move in, they were like, oh, there goes the neighborhood, here comes that criminal element of that kind of thing. But this yeah. is about a white guy who was a, a big time um, author. He lost all his money, a friend owned an apartment building in the ghetto and he had to move to the ghetto. And he was traveling with this, around with this junkie named, a junior junior, had a twin brother named Junior. And Lamar played both parts. He played himself in The Twin, but he did such a good job at it. And is a very, very funny, naturally talented person. And I wouldn't work on anything that I didn't have him in. But now the mm-hmm. different side of this coin, which I didn't know I mentioned him, against Ebony Tate. Ebony Tate, people who are listening to this can catch her on McGraw Ave. She had started a movie, Birthday Behavior. She was an actress. Okay, okay. Well, that, this, this explains what I told you earlier. I had, I wrote this character and she looked just like it. She was a Facebook friend. I reached out to her, told her, look, I'm doing this play. I want you to come to the auditions. I gave her this information. She's a very beautiful girl. If you look her up, you'll see. She Mm -hmm. thought I was trying to hit on her. So she just blew me off, like whatever. So I did the play, saw the play up. She reached out to me like, oh my God, that play you were talking about is really happening. I'm like, yeah. She was like, I didn't know. I thought this that, another. So let me know. And then I actually wrote a play for her. I literally wrote play oh. around her. Wow. You know, and that play was There Goes the Neighborhood. Okay. Okay. You know, she, she she was her first time on stage. She had never acted before, but she's gone on to do so much, you know, since then. Yeah. So i really, yeah. I'm really proud of that moment. You know how you look back on the things you've done. And you can't really, you know, put your finger on something. But she's one person who I can say, you know, I mean, she was already a model. But she wasn't, hadn't pursued acting or was even considering acting before I reached out to her. Wow. All right. So she wins out a little bit? Oh,
0: say what? Does she win that contest?
1: Oh, you know what? That one, I, I can't give it to you because I love the bar. And he, hands down, Lamar can do anything. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Lamar has to win. Ebony, if you hear this, I love you. You know that, but Lamar would have to win that.
0: Lamar would have to win that. Yes. All right. And I appreciate that tough battle that you had to decide on.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. So now we
1: got the finals. We
0: got Mike Larry
1: and Lamar Martin. Yes, and even Mike, <laughs> Mike Larry, he's my friend. He, he, he's in the play with you. You'll meet him. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't signed his contract yet because he thinks this is a practical joke. <laughs> because we, we prank each other all the time. And he's oh, okay. still trying to get me back for a prank I put on him during the serious part of the pandemic. He needed to get to the uh, Secretary of State. I know someone who works there. I told him I get her to get him in, but I start talking to him as her through another uh, a phone number of mine, and had him think he was going to the Secretary of State. And I told him when he was headed down there that I was just joking, and so we've been pranking <laughs> each other. And he thinks everything I do is a prank now. He won't. That's why I tried to get him to meet me and Roger him at the theater the other day. Like I shot, I'm screenshotting, me our zooms. This is me with the producers, and he's like. I don't know how you did that with Photoshop, so you believe <laughs> <know, reason. laughs> it. But he really thinks it's right. And when you give me the information for this, I'll let him hear the podcast. because so, right now he, he doesn't right. believe that. Statement. All right, all right. So Mike, my, my
0: Larry, it's it's really happening, man.
1: Oh no, no, really- yeah, he's a huge comedian. I'm here. He does he's a, does clean comedy. It's impossible to go to the. Talk comedy in Detroit and not think of Mike Larry. His real name is Larry Williams, but he calls himself Microphone Larry, short Mike for microphone.
0: Okay. All right. So he's he's a winner. He's your favorite of those four right now. Favorite, uh, one of my favorite people in the world, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I mean, my last question usually for most guests is to ask them what you're doing in the near future, but we really pretty much just talked about that already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then again, yeah. I'm, I had, I had to remember I told you I had the Maya concert, um, Maya and yeah. coming the week before the show because of the venue change and we have to move that. So that's probably going to be, we're discussing it now with the music hall It's going to be July 3rd or July 17th, but we're going to do the yeah. outside venue at the music hall this summer, you know, okay. just to get that, just to get that out of the way. And Eric Robeson is already on board for next year. I didn't do Eric, I love doing shows with Eric Robeson, but um this year we didn't get a chance to get it done. But I'm the first person first body the apple for next year. So,
0: and yeah. I'm pinning
1: another movie already. You All know, right. All I'm right. already I'm already pinning the sequel to Prince of the City, which is gonna be called Rise of a King, and I've already started writing it.
0: That is so great. So, oh, so, oh, so you're going to do a little, little teaser at the end of part one, huh? No,
1: I, it's, such, it's such a huge story that yeah. I couldn't tell it in one movie. I couldn't tell it in, in an hour and a half. So, Right, right. Yeah.
0: And you can't. <laughs> it's so crazy. They're, they're strict about that hour and a half, boy. They don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, know, and the people,
1: I mean, a lot of features I've, I've been noticing lately have pushing it to a you know, um, Hour and 50 Minutes. Yeah. They've been pushing movies to an Hour and 50 Minutes. You know, right. but i have just off the beaten path. J-Lo married me. My wife and I went to go see it because I don't go inside of movie theaters. We went to drive to go see it. But when I was watching it, I was like, no, she wants these songs to be this. She's going to market this this way. I didn't know. But I got home from the drive and realized it was on television to watch for and she actually has a concert and everything behind. She's marketing that movie very well. So I like when I see a person put something to fruition such in such a way. So she's doing yeah. a, a real big thing with that movie. Yeah. I'm sure her record are going to chart pretty soon, if they haven't already. I don't, but that's it.
0: Right. All we can
1: right. end it up with J-Lo. <laughs> J-Lo. <laughs> Always
0: rule <room laughs> for J-Lo. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. King, for coming on in. I really appreciate it. Honored. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this has been the Creativatorium Podcast, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Again, I'm Sam Prince. I want to thank my guest, Carl King. And we will talk to y'all soon. Take care.